What's going on, YouTube and Welcome to Lords of the Long Box on a Sunday. That's right, boys and girls. We got a special uh, Mikey Sutton long-term spec report. And back from uh, vacay is my man, Zach, a.k.a. Milton the Manimal. Hey, do anything exciting on your vacation, Zach? <laughs> a few things, a few things. Hmm. All right, well, we'll tease that for later, and we'll see if Zach wants to tell you about the deep, dark secrets he got to down in Mexico. Uh, but while we get started, boys and girls, why don't you get uh, ready, sit back, relax, put on your headgear, and we're going to take you a trip with DJ Curse. good everybody uh kind of odd saying hello to you guys on a sundays normally tuesdays or thursdays but uh you know what i got such a busy week this week so this is really the only time to do it and this is actually a long-term spec list that's dropping before the scoop check out our friends over at the cosmic wonder they're gonna be dropping a mikey sutton scoop tomorrow to tell you that uh, there are plans for a uh, thor film franchise and hercules disney plus show but first of all let me introduce my man manimal say what's up What's going on, everyone? Good to be back. Been uh, absent a little bit lately with a bunch of work things and personal life, but glad to be back talking comics, and uh, this is where I do it at. That's right, man. So uh, this is uh, Sunday, August 2nd. Crazy. So uh, I dropped my lady off at um, Downtown Disney, which is yeah. like the little uh, adjacent thing, the Disney right. Disneyland. The restaurants goes, and stuff. And, yeah, but she, yeah. Cause she had to return some stuff, and she goes, and I said, I'll just drop you off and pick you up later so you don't have to deal with parking. It was a ghost town. It was crazy. Wow. I have never driven by Disneyland and seen it so slow. 
uh, there was more homeless people than there were tourists. <laughs> but, and it was crazy because normally all the restaurants right in front of Disneyland is just packed full of people just walking around. But it was it was surreal. Dude. It was surreal. Just like, man, I just want to get back to normal. But <laughs> shout out to everybody in the live chat for hanging out with us on short notice on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Saturn Skater Comics, DC Ash, Red Lodge Crow, Victoria Payjack. Johnny Dakota, Sassy Pants, Larry Wilson, Larry, Jeff Hernandez, Snizzle Pop, Bruce Zayas, Al Pickle, Picknell, um, Gay Fonseca, what's up? 72 Screw Gun, our old friend. JLS Comics holding it down with a wrench. Thank you, brother. I was worried that we wouldn't have any wrenches in here. Uh, Nemesis Prime, Otto, and Ryan are all just previously disposed of. And Tats Comics, yo, shout out to my man Tats Comics for giving me this for my birthday let me go full screen and this giant dr strange poster look at that thing it's oh, badass nice, man. it says tivo lords shout out to my homie tats comics man i really appreciate that bro i'm gonna be hanging it up on the wall behind me here uh once again this show is sponsored by and make hey if you're new to the channel Please make sure you sub up and like the video. I don't normally beg for likes and subs and all that stuff. I figure it'll come. But on uh, August 6th, next Thursday, will be the one-year anniversary of the Lords of Longbox relaunch after they took my channel down since we had been around since 2015. And we are close to 5,000 subs. As of right now, I think we're at, uh, let me see, what are we at right now? We're getting close, though. And uh, the only thing I ask is, like, if we could get to 5,000 subs before that one-week relaunch anniversary date, that would be awesome, man. And that's the only thing I ask for you is just sub up. Uh, we're at 4,813. So Ooh, we need, right like, 173. That's all we need. That's all we need. So make sure you guys sub up. And we're going to do some really cool giveaways when we hit 5,000. Uh, all of our sponsors are going to kick in, and we're going to give away some cool stuff. Speaking of which, uh, the show is sponsored by our friends at Rocket Comics. Go to rocketcomics.com. Use the discount code of, oh, excuse me, tell them the Lord sent you. Get 20% off your first pressing order. They also do CGC uh, submissions as well as signature uh, facilitation whenever they can. They do the private signing shows. Also brought to you by our friends at coverprice.com. Go to coverprice.com for all your combo collecting needs, pricing, and all that good stuff. Sign up right now and you get a two-week free trial. The show is also sponsored by the geekyswagshop.com. Yes, we still have Lords of Longback shirts for sale. Use discount code LOTLB to get 10% off. Uh, we're still doing pre-orders on our shirts, and those gators are still shipping in blue and black because you need to cover your face still. And the show is sponsored by our friends at the uh, KRSComics.com. Use the discount code of LOTLB. You get 15% off any KRS Comics exclusives. Some of those are already sold out, but I think you can still get the regular cover Witchblade and the regular cover of Harley Quinn, or what they, what they call the trade dress variant. Now DC is doing this really lame thing where it's called the minimal trade dress. Do you see that on the, the Harley Quinn and Punchline on the right where the font is super small? Yeah, they've been see doing that? that on most of their... That's actually been... Yeah. Going on for quite a while in the cover B variants. Yeah, for, and, um, was, and sometimes, sometimes even the Virgin or the minimal trade dress doesn't even look as nice. Like the new Dark Knight Metal, the what's yeah. cool about it is the actual a font on it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, the show is also sponsored by our friends over at the uh, Comics, Tunes, and Toys. So we have an online comic shower and a brick and mortar shop, Comics, Tunes, and Toys. Speaking of which, tomorrow at six p.m. Pacific. 
I'll be doing a live claim sale from Comics, Tunes, and Toys. So tomorrow, make sure you tune into the Lords. You know how we do it. Make sure live chat is enabled and go and claim some cool books. Shout out to Larry Wilson for the $4.99 super chat. I really appreciate it, brother. Make sure you guys like this video and subscribe. We give content. We go live every Tuesday with a cover price top 10 and scoops whenever we have them, which are typically every week or every couple of weeks. And Thursday is a mailbox. So, man, that was a mouthful. <laughs> we got a See long list too, so. uh, this is a huge list so uh kick back relax and uh, pull up open up a beverage and uh relax with us for a minute uh we got 14 things and these i unfortunately i didn't put them all in a row because so say hey these are all for thor and these are all for hercules they're kind of mixed in so it's fun is you guys get to figure out what they're for so let's kick things off boys and girls this is the long-term spec list for the thor movie franchise and the hercules disney plus series that's right they're gonna uh they're talking about making a hercules disney plus series and we have a list of characters that marvel studios was given to research on this so a lot of times these do pop now i'm not saying they're guaranteed gonna be appearing or guaranteed to have a major appearance but we know that the marvel studios is are researching these characters to be used in film and streaming meaning disney plus what do we got number one on the list so number one actually is something most people should be expecting. I mean, there's a couple Thor franchise characters that have been suspiciously absent from the Thor movies. And this first one is a biggie. It's Balder the Brave. Okay, so we got Balder, Odin's son. Now, Balder's an interesting character. You know, in the early iterations of Balder, who first appeared back in uh, Journey into Mystery number 85 back in 1962, he was mainly just Thor's buddy, like his pal, his, his warrior friend. But more recently, and I think in like the 2000s, they retconned that and came out and actually made him uh, Odin and Frigga's son. So he kind of upgraded a little bit. He took the forefront from the Asgardians for a while, and he's been around in most of the Thor storylines moving forward. Kind of been missing a bit lately, but like I said, one of the big, big characters. You know, I know Warriors 3 are considered classic Thor, but in all honesty, Balder the Brave, definitely a bigger role playing <laughs> character in Thor. Yeah, so. I think I'm trying to think back. Walt Simonson was probably the one of the last ones to give him like a big story arc during his run on Thor. I remember Bout and Bowder has always been like the stoic kind of really quiet one. Right. He's always this tragic character. And it, I believe in the Norse mythologies, Bowder dies before Ragnarok does. Yeah, well, he, so that's the big thing. Like, so his the thing was, um, Odin and Frigga made him invulnerable because when he dies, it signals the start of Ragnarok. Yes. So by making him invulnerable, they prevent that. Um, it was actually Straczynski in, um, look at this real quick, Thor volume three, number 10, who actually is the one who came out and made him uh, the son of Odin or reveals finally that he's the son of Odin and Frigga hidden yeah, for a while. It's he's such a major character in the Thor mythologies that it's kind right. of fun, amazing that they haven't, used them yet so i mean thor movie spec is kind of easy because if you just go by the characters that they use in oh, yeah. the, in the comic books they're bound that they're bound to come so his first appearance is journey into mystery uh 85 so uh Good luck <laughs> just throwing it out there in case you find one for a grand or something but still a cool book to have uh i used to have one but uh there is so hard to find in high grade man so bowder the brave is being researched for uh what looks to be the thor movie franchise so the next thor movie Maybe which makes sense makes sense because look we lost all the warriors three in fact the only main characters we have from Asgardians now is just valkyrie and thor that's it that's right so we There's need some more we need some more Asgardians. 
Yeah. And they'll probably be on new Asgard on earth. So there's yeah. that. All right. Uh, next up on the list is a character that you should be having already. There's multiple, there's huge, huge trench runs of it and nobody should be surprised. Finally, they're going to be doing Angela and her real name in the MC in the Marvel comics, by the way, is Aldrif Odin's daughter. <laughs> it's it's quite a matter but what's interesting is this is one of the Marvel characters of recent times that was purchased or used through a different publisher, right? If you remember, right. Todd McFarlane had issue. I forgot who was. I think it was Neil Gaiman or yes, Neil Gaiman. It was Neil Nick Gaiman who wrote for Spawn. And the irony of this is, uh, first of all, Angela's first appearance in comics in general. Spawn number nine, first appearance is Age of Ultron number 10 in the Marvel 616. What's interesting about Angela, which she's a badass character too, by the way, is Todd McFarlane, Jim Lee, and Rob Liefeld, and all these, all the image cats started their own image title because you know what? They were getting tired of creating characters for Marvel and not having full ownership of them. So they created image. So Todd basically did what Marvel did to him, what he did to Neil Gaiman. So Neil Gaiman sued the shit out of him. So, and then he got rights to the character and game back to Marvel. So it's kind of interesting how that went. If you want to see, there's an interesting documentary right now on the sci-fi channel. It's called, uh, it's about Todd McFarlane. And it talks about some of the lawsuits he went, you know, he got sued for $15 million from a hockey player <laughs> who used uh, one of these hockey players name as for a character in spawn. And that guy uh, sued Todd McFarlane for $15 million and then won. But look at Todd now he's doing great. Right. But finally, a, so in the comics, um, when Angela in introduced, I believe they created a 10th world. Cause always, you've always heard right. in the Thor, Thor comics, the nine realms. Well, it's heaven angels, yeah. is the 10th realm. So, and they're, they're not heavenly as you would think. Cause they're kind of, <laughs> they kind of just kill people left and right. But, Nonetheless, it's a cool character. There's also an Angela miniseries. I mean, the Angela and the Marvel, I would say go get the, the Spawn book. But the Angela miniseries is pretty dope as well. Some incredible, incredible covers and art for Angela. All right, what's next up on the list? So the next one is probably... So these first three were the pretty much the big three from like the Asgard Thor storylines that we've been missing for a while. The next one we got, we're going to have is Enchantress. So most people know Enchantress. She's almost like... I mean, this might offend a lot of main Thor fans, but the female Loki. Okay, so she's out there causing a lot of troubles for Thor. Uh, big villain character, strong female character, but she's definitely been present throughout the majority of the Marvel Universe, coming in and coming out. A lot of connections with Loki and Thor and Hela and all and that. The Executioner, so, which was an Executioner. Yeah, she never showed. People thought she would show up in Ragnarok since the Executioner showed up. Right. So you know. A great character, shows a little bit more magic. You know, it would be kind of great, in my opinion, to have a Thor movie without Loki. And so this provides a little bit of that magical realm as well to make up for that. So, and we all saw that out of all the three Thor films, I think it's no denying that Ragnarok was the best. And it was great to see Thor go up with a female antagonist you know what i mean so yeah enchantress being in this is kind of the same thing yeah the enchantress is not as um powerful as hella but she's more of the trickster female right. using her womanly beguiling charms as you know hence the name the enchantress right exactly. <laughs> all right so enchantress is journey into mystery number 103 i'm glad i finally got this one i got 103 and 102 so Ooh. uh Good to see those, man. I, I'm a big Thor fan, so once the movie started coming out, I gave up on Journey into Mystery number one. That was that's my last grail <laughs> to get Journey into Mystery number one, man. That's that a toughie. Was, 
it is now super expensive, but I'd be happy with the 3.0, I'll be honest with you. All right, next up on the list is a very interesting character indeed. If it's going to be a Hercules show, you have to have Hercules' angry, angry father, at least in the comics. Zeus is like the antithesis of Odin, where in the Olympian gods always seem to be bad guys in the comics, right? Um, so most I was just reading recently in the Guardians of the Galaxy that they kind of brought back the um, the Olympians again, and they got re-roken up, and they want to kill everybody. It's always Zeus always seems to be playing a, a bad guy, but in the Marvel comics, he's part of the pantheon of deities or gods. It's always Zeus, but Odin seems to be the one that's the most powerful. But Zeus's first appearance is in Journey into Mystery Annual Number One. If you want to go back and further, if you go to the Marvel Wiki, they say uh, Zeus's first appearance is in a Golden Age book named Venus Number Five. Hmm. That is, you'll, I you'll never yeah, find that. Never find it. But you know, I don't know why Marvel Wiki put that. And if you look up Hercules in the Marvel Wiki, it even it goes to an other Golden Age book. But we'll just say these are the first Silver Age appearances. And I don't know if you're offended by this being a proud ginger, uh, <laughs> but did you know they took away his red hair in the recent Guardians of the Galaxy run? Who's uh, Thor's? No, Zeus's. Where? When did he show? Oh, yeah, he did show up recently in Guardians. Yeah, and he's like, he's just recent. like kind of this totally different. He doesn't have the gray. They're back from the dead. Yeah, they're all resurrected. Yeah, they, yeah, he has like silver hair now. He doesn't have, which is always uh, interesting to me because I didn't know Greeks had red hair, but I always thought the 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 way they made Zeus look with the crazy red hair, red. I guess to differentiate him from Odin, right? To make him look apart right. from it. But looks like the you know when this Hercules series, they're going to start doing some of the. Um, Greek mythos, which are actually, you know, it's funny because Greek mythology has always been more uh, popular than Norse mythology. But, you know, in comic books, they took the Norse mythology. And, you know, if, I guess to a certain degree, Wonder Woman does a lot of the Greek mythology. For sure. And then on the, on, then obviously on the Marvel side, you got to have Hercules, who's, um, by the way, a Hercules show I'm hearing is going to be based off of Bob Layton's run. Uh, which is Hercules Prince of Power, which is a, a really big mix of action and humor, which is like, if you think about it, boom, that's like perfect for Marvel to do a character like Hercules. It's kind of silly, funny. Yeah. At the same time, I action think we've filled. realized with characters like Thor and Hercules, like these are not characters that we can take seriously. I mean, well, I think they finally did that right when they kind of uh, first Thor, they made him overly Shakespearean. And then they're right. like, you know what? Nobody talks like that nowadays. <laughs> exactly. So if you want to, this book has already been pricey because I think we talked about Hercules coming last year and sure enough looks like we're going forward what looks like a hercules disney plus show so all right next up is a book that everybody's been asked about and i'm quite i'm actually quite surprised this is on the list because i didn't think they would go with this new of a character who is it yes yeah, so this is a real new character we got gore the god killer here so this is created by jason aaron or god butcher i'm sorry created by jason aaron back in uh 2013 first best thor run ever yeah first appearance Better being than in God of Thunder number two. So, you know, Gore's got a little bit of history, more of a newer character. In a nutshell, he's a guy who's out there trying to kill all the gods. Okay, so his big thing was he was trying to build this god bomb, which he was going to exterminate all the gods across the entirety of the time stream. So needless to say, that brought him up against Thor. One of the other big things that ties into current storylines going forward in the Marvel Universe right now is the all-black symbiote. So, He's got ties to the All Black, which he uses as a weapon, which a lot of people are saying is ties to Null and connections with Donny Cates. We all know that Donny Cates and Jason Aaron are very close friends, so they have talked a lot about this and moved back and forth between these storylines. So, you know, 
I know a lot of people have differing opinions on what's going on cosmically with Donny Cates, but Gore does provide a little bit more of a cosmic realm to Thor, where we're seeing Thor actually go. So we saw in Ragnarok, he got more cosmic. We saw them moving away from Asgard, less of those storylines, and then he ends up with the Guardians at the end of uh, Endgame. So Gore does provide that more cosmic feel, which honestly I think we have to have with Thor moving forward. We can't yeah. just keep doing these Asgardian Ragnarok storylines. Yeah. So the story of Gore is, and I, this is, I have this entire run and I absolutely love it. I love Jason Aaron, whatever he writes Thor. Cause it's this, he, uh, Jason Aaron also introduces the past, present and future Thor. Uh, King Thor. Story, yeah. And the Thor daughters. And so what happened with Gore is he, I believe they were, or a planet that were worshiping gods that neglected them. And he got angry at that. And his mission in life was to kill all the gods. And so that's where got the gore, the God butcher, which I will say one of the hands down, one of the best story arcs of this millennium, meaning the two thousands is the uh, God butcher run, the Thor God of thunder run the art is incredible with Jason Aaron writing it. But that being said, don't immediately I already see people's gears winding in their head in the live chat. This really don't expect to see null of the black winter or at least null in the MCU. Maybe and not maybe the black winter, because remember the venom creations quite aren't really appearing to the MCU yet, unless Marvel and Sony agreed to it, but Gore definitely all part of Thor, all part of can be a part of the MCU. And it brings a new story. Cause you think about all these old stories that man was talking about Ragnarok and, the dark elves and everything else. Gore is a, as a new creation, relatively new, you know, I want right. to say since 2010, which is a great storyline. Yeah. 2013s yeah. is a great storyline to pick from. And Gore is one of those characters where it's, I can see how he, it's a, he's the next villain that comes back and says, you know what? I want to kill all the gods because you know, they did me wrong and me and my people wrong. So, and, and wasn't this part of the, Infant, uh, the introduction of the necro sword as well, correct? Well, the the all black is the necro sword. The all black, okay, yeah. yeah. So uh, very interesting, and that's just interesting how Donny Cates ties. That's why I always say, you know, Thor and Venom look to be two separate issues. I guarantee, I would bet my money that the Black Winter and uh, Dark Winter and Null and uh, all these characters are somehow connected, even by the thinnest of strands. Like you were saying, Jason Aaron and him are our friends. Because if you remember Null, I think. His origins go all the way back to Thor, God of Thunder, right? Uh, yeah, a little bit. They had that like tentative first appearance that a lot of people were calling for. You know, when um a year or so ago, when I did an interview with with um Donny Cates, and and he always talked about how when he was writing Venom to him, Venom was a sci-fi character, and it wasn't written sci-fi enough to him. Venom was like it reminded him of Alien, you know, like uh, yeah. the movie series. So that was his take on it was to go very cosmic, very sci-fi because it's in monster. It's an alien that eats people's brains. And he wasn't a big, not a big fan, but he wanted to move away from the grounded, you know, street fighting level stories of Venom and move it more cosmically. So he's like you said, not he's, he's, oh, yeah. he's really amped it up. It's, it's really, coming right. to the whole world now. All so. right. So Gore. But you know what's interesting on the list that I got? All it said was gore. It didn't say gore the god butcher. So take hmm. that for what it is. I get these lists. So uh, first appearance before he go becomes god butcher. Yeah, well, he's just that funky looking alien with the bald yeah. head. And, you know, right. so there you go. Be careful which one you get. So, all right. So gore is going to be, is being researched right now. And the next one on the list is a fan favorite, a personal favorite of mine. And probably should be no surprise since we've had this on this list a long time. Your boy, Beta Ray Bill. First appearance, Thor 337. 
one of the first heroes to be proven worthy to lift the hammer of Thor. So much so, he got his own uh, hammer from Odin named Stormbreaker. Does that sound familiar, boys and girls? That's the name of Thor's hammer in the movies. But who wielded the Stormbreaker first? It was Beta Ray Bill. I believe he's an alien Corbinite. I believe they're what they're yep. called, right? With the K. The Corbinites, who basically is a horse-looking dude, but he's badass. Basically a horse-looking dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, him and Thor consider themselves brothers, which is really cool that they've had this kind of really close friendship for like the longest time. And you figure, how come we've had three movies and not seen Beta Ray Bill yet? Although, in Thor Ragnarok, we did see his face. A little sneak peek. Or yeah, it could have been any Corbinite, but that, that is true. We think it's Beta Ray. We think it's Beta Ray Bill. He who was worthy to wield the Thor of Hammer and got his own. And that is a fantastic run by Walter Simonson, if you haven't. So Walter Simonson, Jason Aaron, great, great Thor runs. I would say Straczynski is, a, is another great Thor run as well. Straczynski did Thor as well, I believe. Um, so yeah. Thor's been around for a long time. Had some really good writers, if you think about it. You normally you typically think on the Marvel side, they assign like the best writers, if you, or at least the most prominent writers to Spider-Man, if you think about it, over the years, but Thor's had some good, really good writers as well. So there you go. Beta Ray Bill is coming to a screen near you, be it big or small. We shall find out. My my guess, he's going to appear on the big screen. Yeah. All I right, mean, what's not next? much of a spec on this guy, but yes. Yeah. Here he comes. Easy spec, easy spec. Yeah. All right, what's next? So the next one we've got is Mangog. So honestly, you look at Mangog, and he's probably just going to be like a little villain, bottom tier villain that's used. Maybe someone like Enchantress uses him out of, as a villain, as a monster to fight Thor. His first appearance is going to be way back in Thor 154, back that's in 1968. Cover, yeah. So, um, in a nutshell, Mangog is a manifestation of the sum total of the hatred of billion beings from a race that was slaughtered by Odin. So, a lot of vengeance there towards Odin and probably Odin's son, since he's the only one left. And he's just kind of like a pretty powerful too. If I remember reading uh, about Mangog, he's pretty powerful, right? I mean, anyone who can give Thor a run from his money is not a weakling by any means. But um, he's been around for a while. He has died, um, tied up with the mythology here. But like I said, he's probably going to be more of these, almost kind of like what we saw with uh, Surtur in Ragnarok. You know, like an early villain that doesn't really make much impact on the storyline going forward, but. Cool on the screen, always oh, fun to definitely see Thor cool. bash a monster and a big old beast. So when I saw Surtur go full size and destroy Asgard, oh, at man, the end, I did not think they were going to do that in Ragnarok. I was just thinking, what the? That was badass. That All was right, cool. so Mangog first appearance is Thor one fifty four. Next up is something that people have been specking on for a while now. And it's pretty obvious. That's right, your boy Fire Lord is coming. First appearance is Thor two two five, an early. Herald to Galactus, who may have died and is brought back now. It seems like all characters seem to be brought back now. What's amazing to me is when I read X-Men and nobody can die anymore. Uh, (laughs) It's awesome. I love it. Go on a mission. If you guys die, don't worry about it. We'll bring you back. So just get killed off and then come back. But this is a book that people have been specking on a long time now. Once they heard that the Marvel had bought the Fox properties and in turn, they know Galactus is coming. In turn, they know Silver Surfer is coming. In turn, they know heralds in general are coming so safe bet buy up all the heralds frankie ray fire lord uh terax all of them are great i think we had terax on the list before so oh, yeah um but this is one that appears first in thor so like you said another cosmic being very powerful imbued with the uh, cosmic uh the power cosmic 
So get this up. This book has been picking up steam for a minute now. So it's like it's like if you don't want to miss out on anything, just buy everything and you won't miss out. You know what I mean? So there you go. And it's not easy to find a high grade either. Nobody was, you know, hoarding Thor 225s from back in the day. But first appearance of Thor. So go out and get it. All right. Next up on the list is I'm glad I don't have this one because these guys are goofy, but the book they're in is super expensive. Yeah. So this guy and I don't have a lot to say about him, but we got the recorder. Okay. So the recorder. Oh, okay. I thought it was. Okay. I had him out of place. Go ahead. Oh, my bad. Um, So yeah. What do we got next? You got, are your slides going to match up or no? Uh, Yeah, I got it. No, go ahead. So So next we've got the recorder. So it's going to first show up. There we go. Machine Uh man's custom. Spoiler alert on what's coming up next. Yeah, exactly. um, we got the recorder first shows up in Hercules Prince of Power number one, like Tim was talking about earlier. Little limited series of Hercules, which is a great spec series to try to pick up right now. Not a lot of background on this character. He's a Regel- Re- I don't know if you say this right, Regelian recorder merged with a Regelian. So, you know, who knows? Probably just going to be in the background, not really he, doing much. He, um, it basically just isn't his thing. He just is uh, there to record for right. uh, Hercules exploits, right? Probably, I mean, yeah. He's just like a living diary and journal. Exactly. Of Hercules. Well, so, if you think about, um, let's go really geeky on people and talk about Greek mythology and what Hercules and his 12 labors, right? Right. And so there was somebody who had to write about those 12 labors. And I think the recorder is similar to what they try to do in the comics. And I always thought, when I was reading, I was like, look, it's Machine Man. I go, damn, oh, it's not Machine Man. <laughs> it looks dead on just like Machine Man in a different color. But if you want to go out and spec Recorder 417, I'm telling you, this is the series to get. Because I'm from all I'm hearing, Feige is a big fan of the Bob Layton run, uh, Hercules Prince of Power. And they want to adapt this for um, Disney+. Plus. And, you know, it's a fun, it's action-filled, and Hercules is a really goofy character. If you think Thor and Thor Ragnarok is goofy, wait till you get a hold of what they do with Hercules. So Yeah, right. And this, guy's known, and this character's name is so original. It's Recorder 417, but I'm pretty sure people will get to a Prince of Power, Hercules number one, not for a Recorder, Recorder 417. Yeah. But there you go. It's just, it's hey, in the world of Hercules, it's pretty limited on the uh, spec issues because uh, you'll see that in the next one. That's right, boys and girls. Skippy the Scroll is on the long-term spec list of characters being researched. And this character's uh, first appearance is in Hercules number two, the second miniseries. There was two miniseries, one in 82, one in 84. Both were four-issue limited series. You know, I was just going through it. I was looking for these. You know what the first ever miniseries in Marvel is? What's that? Contest of the Champions. Oh, makes sense. That three-issue story? Because in the early 80s i want to say after the wolverine miniseries marvel figured out this is a good way for us to introduce characters to see how they do and if they do well enough they will get their own solo series if you remember vision scarlet witch magic hercules machine man jack of hearts all these characters had little miniseries four issue miniseries and some like jack of hearts never came back and then some like wolverine ended up getting their own series later on in the 80s uh, but this dude, if you look him up on the wiki, he doesn't even have anything in his wiki. It just says he's a skull. So Skippy the scroll is um, you know that so you know this long-term spec list is really weird when somebody at the Marvel studio says, Hey, we were given a character a Skippy to go research. And then they look up on the wiki and they find out, oh, it just says he's a scroll and his first appearance is here. So maybe what they'll do is they have to go find this comic book read up on Skippy the Scroll and see what they can do with it. But either way, this is a goofy character. But like I said, this is now 
two Hercules miniseries that they seem to be researching for the Hercules Disney Plus series. So if you if I don't know how much more hints I can give you, but go out and get the Hercules miniseries. All right, what's next, Manimal? Uh, I'm not sure since we got a little out of order. What do you got slide coming up? Uh, it's it's next. It's the correct one. Okay, so Ar- we got Artume. So yeah, I think that's how you say it. Artume or Artume? One Artume, Artume. Well, who knows? You know, we got a it's character who's relatively pretty new. You can probably find this in the dollar bins. We got Incredible Hercules number one twenty one. So this is a very very recent run here on Hercules. Probably, I think it's actually his last most recent yeah solo and i title. think they did something with the legacy numbering it used to be yeah. something because uh, there was never 121 issues right. this is when marvel was doing those let's add let's just pick oh, up yeah. where they left off right they went the legacy on everything which yeah. for a collector bagging and boarding is such a nightmare um yeah but it's a dope cover though yeah yeah so anyway so this character i mean in a nutshell she's kind of like wonder woman i mean she is an amazon queen but she's a creation so she's not really an amazon she was created by Hera, and um, she kind of went a little batshit crazy. She went up against Amadeus Cho, which kind of gives you an idea of what the time frame and the realm of when her character was created around the, uh, what would I say, the two, 2008 time. So yeah. she's a made-up character that was inverting the effects of the, the Gorgon curse, Medusa, and she became living. So, you know, another female character that's out there that can go punch for punch with Hercules. So... Who knows what her role will be, whether she'll be a good guy, maybe she'll be a love interest, maybe she'll be a foil for Hercules. Um, I think we can pretty much agree that that's where she's going to show up is in Hercules. So, you know, not a lot I is like known it. about this character, but who knows? A lot could be done with her. That's kind of the interesting thing about these new characters is sometimes they're a little easier to adapt because they don't have the the history that some of the old characters do and the fans don't hold you know so specific to so and a lot of times silly histories because comics were written a lot different in the silver and golden age right but you know i would love to see a comic accurate uh, version of this on the series because uh she looks pretty badass you know what 74 screw gun is right the this it was incredible hulk and then it took over incredible hercules that's right yeah that is right i remember that yeah now i remember it was after a crossover i can't remember which one i think uh the one where they fight yeah, that, all the dead people come back. Yeah, because there was never, ever a Hercules run that lasted yeah. that long. Yeah, but it was basically the Hercules took over for a little bit, and then it went back to it. It was just back when they were doing, it was just confusing the hell out of it. And then they were adding little numbers on some of the covers. Do you remember that? It said yep. this one, and this is the legacy number. And right, like, right. Now you're God, really throwing me off. I have that. I have like four different volumes of Avengers from like three years, and it's hard to met. And Spider Man, oh my God, the Spider Man run. I have to go look inside of the dates to see where I put them all by numbering. But yep, yeah. There you go. Artume, first appearance, Incredible Hercules, number 121. We're almost there, boys and girls. Next up on the list is a character you may or may not heard of, but it's been around for history of eons. We're talking about Gilgamesh. That's right, the character from Favorite famous myth and greek our legend gilgamesh first appeared in eternals number 13 but uh, there is different ver- i mean gilgamesh basically is an eternal that's been around since like three before 3000 bc he became gilgamesh the king of samaria in ancient times he was a mighty eternal that roamed the earth basically he's also in the eternals movie he's played by the korean actor so this is, looks to be a second spec that they're going to take this Gilgamesh, that's probably the same actor from the Eternals, and spin him off into the Hercules show because 
he runs into Hercules in the comic books. So there is the connection there. Not necessarily a connection with Thor, but using our powers of deduction, where it looks like they're going to use Gilgamesh on the Disney Plus Hercules show. Because if you go back, he does have run-ins with uh, Hercules, and he's very powerful. He's an eternal, and he's played uh, by the Korean actor. I forgot his name right off the top of my head, but he's the big kind of he's a, he's the power man of the Eternals. If there right. ever was one, right? I guess if you want to yep. say the strong man, uh, like the like oh, yeah. the Hulk or the Colossus of the team. So yeah, that's cool. Sure, somebody powerful to get up either either ally with or go against Thor, or excuse me, uh, Hercules in his series. So Eternals number thirteen. There's a bunt man. That Eternals run. If this movie really blows up. There's a bunch of little appearances that are scattered throughout the first, you know, 15 or so issues that you got. There you go. Thank you, JLS Comics. Mei Dong Suk, a.k.a. Don Lee, is the character. And God, I hope we see an Eternals trailer pretty soon. It, to me, it feels like the movie's done already, uh, right? And they're just waiting. God. I'd like to see just any movie trailer. <laughs> you know, Fox. Speaking of what I do, I finished uh, Umbrella Academy season two in like two nights. It was Ooh, awesome. I haven't started because we just got, I just got back in time. Oh, yesterday. you're going to dig it. It's, it's so good, man. It's better than the first or worse? Don't know spoilers. Better. Awesome. Better, better, better. better. Oh, wait, one uh, spoiler. I need one spoiler. Uh, is, wait, one no, don't spoiler, tell me. I'm going to ask for it. I'm going to ask for it. There will be a. Wait, don't uh, tell me. Don't tell me. Uh, all right. I'm just I'm saying. Just saying. Is, is a uh, number is a number six have a bigger role? Uh, which one is six? The the Asian guy. Yes. Perfect. That's all I want to know. Ben. Ben. ben is yeah. Name, ben. Yeah. So, you know why I do? You do me off the numbers. When you watch this season, halfway through it, they go, "Look, just stop calling us by numbers." <laughs> so, that's why I had to think twice because I, I know seven because seven right. is obviously Ellen Page, right? But then yeah. the, the other numbers, I think, oh yeah, that's Ben. Yeah, no, and Ben five, is in it. Five doesn't have a name. That's right. Yeah. yeah. They, that's He keeps on going by five. Yeah. Well, because even in the comics, he doesn't have a name. Yeah. So, no, no. Uh, so, what you got cool. turned, because uh, if you curse turned you off, then uh, you'll get the uh, Umbrella wow. Academy. Well, and yeah. it teases season three at the end pretty Sweet. well. Straight out of the comics, too. So, that was, that was, dude, I was up till like, I was like, you know, I just need to watch a few more. I was, I went to sleep at 4 a.m. last night because I said, let me just finish it. <laughs> so, awesome, man. I'm you know, it's good when you're like, you know, I watched it. Nah, I got to finish it now. And you just like, <laughs> do it. And it's like, it was awesome. I would watch the, I would watch season one and season two again. Just, it was that good. So, you have that to look forward to now. Sweet. All right, boys and girls, we are down to the last one. And Manimal gets the one to use it. This one has been specced on before. It's quietly creeping up. And I think it's a great book. I'm excited about this one, mainly because this is a mutant character. And I think, I don't know, you. if everyone knows me, I'm an X-Men guy. I'm a mutant character guy. And Darkstar here is one of these unknown mutants that doesn't really roll with the X-Men very often. And I'm pretty excited about the idea of mutants showing up in the MCU before the X-Men do. So anyway, we've got Lania Petrovna, uh, Darkstar, first appearance, Champions number 7. She kind of starts off as a bad guy. She's sent on a mission to bring back Black Widow, but she ends up switching sides and joins the champions of Los Angeles. Mentioning X-Men, she has a little romantic uh, situation with Bobby Drake, better known as Iceman, and she kind of bounces around back and forth in the Marvel Universe for a while. Eventually, she becomes a member of the Winter Guard, which is basically the Avengers for Russia, Russia Yeah, and um, she ends up dying. But great character, power-wise, awesome would be great to see in any kind of a live action she's a dark force manipulator which you think of cloak from cloak and dagger yeah. and she can teleport she can fly you know there's a ton of stuff you can do with this character 
And like I said, I think it's an amazing idea to have these mutants kind of trickle in to the MCU before we see them show up in the X-Men. You know what I mean? So I love this. I I, I like this character, Dark Star. She was part of the X-Core um, storyline for a little while and met her demise there. But definitely a character who has not been fleshed out as much as she should. Yeah, I mean, she has multiple ties. I mean, to Hercules, also to Black Widow, the Russian guard. I mean, it's right, you got man. multiple spec that she can appear here if the character really takes off in the film or shows. Also, what is it? this tells me that quite possibly you're seeing the champions coming af- eventually. Like I can see Ooh. like a uh, uh, if you do an if we're doing a Hercules series, it's only a matter of time, maybe toward the end, like they do on some of these Netflix series where they put together a team to fight off somebody. And next thing you know, you got the champions and if the champions become popular. Maybe their own series right now. It's a yep. cheap book to get champions number one, but we have two members of the aforementioned champions now. And when the really original team was really goofy, when they had like a ghost rider, black widow, Iceman, Ice angel and Hercules, which yeah. is just the goofiest team ever. But if you think about it, it's pretty powerful. Hercules ghost rider. Come on now. Well, except for angel. When back then all he could do was fly. I mean, right. kind of useless, right? No, do surveillance. no, that's <laughs> but bird I mean, eye, bird's eye view. I mean, if you think about it, it's not that we're going back screen now. If you didn't think about it, Angel, all he could do was fly. And that wasn't until oh, he yeah. became Archangel when Arch he was bad, the badass. Yeah. Right? I mean, he didn't have guns. He just could fly. He wasn't <laughs> super strong or anything. He just could fly. I mean, I remember and uh, take you back to uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. In the X-Men episode, they had Angel flying around with blasters in his arm. He was shooting lasers out of his hands. Like he had bracelets on because they had, what do you do? There's nothing fly cool around and, visual. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we skipped hey, one. We skipped one though. Let's go back. And this isn't much of a spec because everyone's uh, getting, like you said, this book is priced out. The Blood uh, Brothers. Oh yeah. Let me show the graphic. I have yeah. the uh, graphic for that because uh, I don't think either of us wanted to do it because they're goofy. <laughs> yeah, I actually missed it on the notes here. It just kind of snuck in, but yeah. There you go. Yeah. So uh, Blood Brothers is uh, being specced on, and uh, I'm assuming this is for Hercules as well. I mean, I guess it could be Thor. I mean, uh, what do you think? I mean, it could be either one. I mean, they're very much just two big goons who yeah, the cosmic goons exactly. Yeah. So that's. I mean, you throw them up against Hercules. You throw them. Honestly, I don't know. You know, because most of their storylines are very cosmic. So it depends on which route they go with Hercules. Is he going to be more of a cosmic character, or is he going to be Hercules on Earth character? Which yeah. You know who knows, but I would like to see cares? how they how they're going to explain. <laughs> I would like to see how they're going to explain Hercules as well as an Olympian, right. as a god. Is Olympus similar to Asgard, where it's just another planet, and they explain away their powers as uh, science? But um, you know, if you want to go on spec the Blood Brothers, that's a uh, Iron Man number fifty five, a little known book that has some other first appearances on it. So <laughs> they even show uh, up on a CGC label. I'm not even sure on that. I don't know. I think like, so. Yeah. Yeah. So it says, or, it says Blood Brothers and Thanos. Yeah, Blood Brothers, <laughs> Thanos, and Drax. I think. Uh, oh yeah, and Drax. I think Drax is the first appearance on there too. Uh, but yeah, it, it, you know what? I am going to look right now because uh, now you got me uh, wondering of the because you ever see like a first appearance of uh, Doctor Strange is all up like uh, Pete Pot Pete as well. Yeah, Pete Pot Pete. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Because everybody's going after that Pete Pot Pete. Uh, yeah, exactly. See, Iron Man fifty five. Let's see. I want you. So oh, Kinder Golden State says it is on the CGC label. Yeah, there you go. So that's just kind of like disrespectful to Thanos. You know, he's got to be up there with a bunch of B listers, not even B listers, like fucking D listers, dude. Did these guys ever show up again? Barely ever. 
You well, know? Let's, let's look up there. I don't even, it's so obscure. I didn't, I don't I'm think looking I at their Wikipedia there. and it's, yeah, yeah I don't even know. think I put their Wikipedia up. So they bounce they, around a lot, but no, they suck. They're like cosmic thugs or uh, maybe yeah, the, exactly. they're hench, not the even bash henchmen, brothers of the universe. The bash brothers of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Roided out. So, you know, if you want to get that uh, Iron Man, Invincible Iron Man 55 double cover, believe it or not, I had a double cover of it at one point. I had it at 8.0 and I sold it before uh, uh, Infinity War came out. Nice. I think now would be a good time to go get uh, Thanos, right? I mean, are people still getting Thanos? Because I guarantee you Thanos isn't done in the MCU. He's too big of a villain to not somehow uh, come back for something. But hey, well, I appreciate all you guys, all 152 of you watching yeah, on thanks, a... Uh, man, the lighting in here is... I'm not used to uh, being on this early in the afternoon. Uh, the lighting is killing me here. I got the sunlight coming in. Yeah, that looks better. Hey, thank you, uh, all 150 of you watching. I will be back tomorrow. Thank you, Manimal, for hanging out with us. Good to yep, see you, brother. Sure. You've been out, uh, gone for like a week now. Yeah, um, just got back. In the future, he may be gone even further. We'll see what happens if uh, <laughs> she allows him to play with us still. But uh, 100 <laughs> we'll good. I think we'll be good there. All right, there you go. Maybe she can appear too. But uh, I'll be back tomorrow, guys, at 6 p.m. for the next Comics, Tunes, and Toys live sale over at my comic shop, uh, Comic, Tunes, and Toys. Follow the big to-do on Instagram, and I will post on there also. But it'll be tomorrow at 6 p.m. Pacific for a live claim sale. So make sure you have live chat enabled, not top chat. Uh, Tuesday, hopefully, Zach will be back with the rest of the crew. We're yes, going to do our cover price top 10, yeah. and then Thursday be letters of the long box. And if we get close to it, we're going to do our 5,000 subs giveaways. Please, guys, if you're new to the channel, make sure you subscribe for more content like this. Let me see where we're at right now. Since the show started. Nope, we're still at 418, 418. 4,813 4, subs. So we're close to 5,000 if we get there by our one-year anniversary. That would be cool. If not, it'll probably be next week. <clears throat> and we will do our 5,000 subs subscribe way with all of our uh, sponsors. I'm pretty sure they'll throw in some cool stuff. And I got some Kairos comics books that I'll probably do. And then, hey, Friday, August 7th at 6 p.m., we're doing another Lord's Long Box auction, guys. So tomorrow, live claim sale. Friday, live YouTube sale auction. Myself, Dark Side Jedi, and just our Nemesis Prime. Zach, I don't know if you want to join in, if you got nah. something to sell. All right, okay. so just be, us three, us three, we're rocking away. And like, if there's only three of us, we can not kill that in like two hours, three hours max. So tune in. We'll see you guys tomorrow. At least I will. And then Tuesday, and then Thursday, and then Friday for the auction. It's got a busy week this week, boys and girls. Any last words, Zach? No, just um, glad to be back. Glad the comics are flowing. And, uh, Fingers crossed, maybe we'll get some movies again here soon. That's right, boys and girls. Until next time, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out. Now let's do this. Rewind, select town. Come again. Pull up that from the top to the very last. Who are you to make their lives bitter in hard bondage? In this, you shall know that the Lord is a Fight injustice.
to right that which is wrong and to serve all mankind. When it comes, I won't even notice. Oh.